Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. My name is Michael Walker, and today we are talking with my friend, Paul Shimoda, who is a 29-year-old paramedic from Barrie, Ontario. I hope you enjoy the episode. First off, thanks for having me. I've got uh, one little girl right now and one on the way. So one and a half, if you will. Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Jordan is just about to turn two in December, and we're uh, pretty excited about that. Exciting. And, and um, what are your thoughts, I guess, as a, uh, for the second one coming? Are you excited? Are you scared? A uh, little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not nearly as terrified as I was with the first one with Jordan, of course. Um, and enough. given that it's going to be, given that it's going to be another girl, we kind of know what to expect. We're probably going to eat those words, but um, so far, yeah, we've got, We've got everything I think we need, so so that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's probably definitely good from, I guess, a cost savings perspective to know that, you know, you don't need to buy new toys or clothes. I mean, yeah, hand-me-downs for sure are going to be pretty pretty key. Same with all the toys and stuff like that. Like, you know, we've we've got it all already, so it's just a matter of uh, cycling through and, and putting it through. We've got literal bins <laughs> close yeah for sure from Jordan under time, under sure my you know. staircase is like all covered in <laughs> bins as well labeled you know zero to three three to six months etc exactly. madison's only like 15 months right so you got an extra you know almost 10 months right. of cording on me so yeah it builds up man for you sure got, so how do you how do you think that's gonna i guess impact the dynamic and like you know would do you think jordan will handle it well um because i know that's sometimes an issue uh, for the older one when the new one comes and steals the attention yeah, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I grew up with two older brothers, so like I'm the youngest in our family, and we uh, obviously that's that's quite a different dynamic between having uh, having a sister and you know going from the only one to to uh, to the second. And I, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be busy for sure. I mean, we can expect that. Um, the hardest part I think is going to be entertaining the first one while, <laughs> while trying to keep the second one alive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Especially, um, like it, days that you're working when it's, uh, just Rebecca looking after them. Yeah. Thankfully I, uh, I'm very, very grateful to, to our work. I get, um, paternity leave for, which I'll be taking for five, uh, five months at the beginning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they top us up to uh, to a good amount, so that's certainly going to help the transition. Um, I did the same thing with Jordan. Um, we just delayed the start of it until March because that allowed us to get the entire summer, which is which is really nice. And this time we don't even have to do that because she's due in March. So yeah, I was about um, to, just about to say it's a great timing, right? Because you're kind of going oh, back in like August, so you kind of get most of the summer off. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. do you have big it's plans like, or just because it's gonna be nice just again. to sit in the backyard with the kids and you know get a little kiddie pool yeah i think i think it's gonna be a lot of that and you know what you know how it is when you have a newborn too it's not really that relaxing to begin with <laughs> you, you have the time off but it's not it's not typically spent how it would be but um yeah i i'm really looking forward to it either way i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be awesome 
Um, yeah, for sure. I haven't circled there. back to my uh, wife's uh, friend, but uh, I was talking to him once before he had their uh, son and their son's probably like six months old now. And I remember he was telling me about the list of, uh, you know, single player games that he had, you know, all, you know, while they're sleeping on me or whatever, I'm going to blast through these like <laughs> six uh, single players while I have a month off from work. And I was yeah. like, okay, let me know how that goes. I mean, I haven't circled back with him now, but uh, I assume he didn't get through much or any of those, but maybe he did and you'll have tips for me. Well, you know what? Uh, Breath of the Wild had come out right around the same time that Jordan was born. And let me tell you, man, like we, we played the snot out of that game. Um, <laughs> and Rebecca was right there with me. It was great because she was just, you know, whatever. You know, at that age when they're brand new, they're just sleeping all the time. So we just chilled on the couch. I played through 200 hours of Breath of the Wild, and, you know, just hammered out that game. And it was it was great. But that's that was one of the biggest transitions, I think, that happened for us was between. Well, not for us, but for me specifically, between gaming with with buddies and friends and stuff like that on these multi-platform games to. Uh, single player games which were just easy to pick up and go yeah for sure i mean i think what someone said in the past which is true is like you kind of go from the ability of being able to kind of go at your schedule and it's just obviously your wife that has to be understanding versus now with a kid it almost like you have to have a game that you either play after they go to bed if they're on a schedule or um you know the ability to pause the game is pretty important yeah for sure you know what i'm very fortunate in that Rebecca likes to play uh, some video games as well. Um, and so we, we've found a, quite a few games, which we've been able to play together, which is great on, you know, when the kid's down for a nap or what have you. Um, when she goes down for bed at night, you know, sometimes we'll throw on the switch and we'll play some games and stuff like that, which is great. Um, but yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's definitely tougher to uh to fit that time in yeah for sure so i guess why don't we go back to the beginning then and uh, i guess just talk about yourself you know as a gamer do you recall how you got into gaming yeah it was definitely my brothers um we like i said i grew up two older brothers and uh we always had uh the fortune to have our, our parents get us the new gaming systems, whether it was Nintendo or Atari. Atari was at the very beginning and then, uh, you know, upgraded through the years, Nintendo, Nintendo 64 to the Xbox. And uh, we, and PC, of course, was always there in the background. Um, and it, I just remember countless hours just watching my brothers play StarCraft <laughs> on the PC. And eventually I was able to join in and, um, that's, that's pretty much how it started though. I just watched and followed my brothers. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, Starcraft's a great game. Is Starcraft one or two? Yeah. One. Yeah. And then, oh, wow. uh, Starcraft one and Diablo one. <laughs> wow. Go way back. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's interesting that I think you're one of the first people I've talked to, uh, when you're talking about like how you got into gaming, where it's actually, you know, a PC game that got you into gaming. Cause most people say, you know, the typical, uh, the Mario's, the Zelda's, the Final Fantasy's kind of the world. But, right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, Do you sure. have a cool memory or story that you want to share uh, from your gaming times? Whether that be like, it doesn't have to be from your childhood. It could even be like a recent story with Rebecca or whatever you want. Well, something did, did come to mind just when we were talking about our childhood there. Uh, one of the first games that we ever started playing was called Fountain of Dreams. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. It's 
<laughs> um, thinking back, it's actually it's actually pretty funny because it's not at all a, a kid's game by any means. Um, but you know, I guess back in that time, games were not super popular, especially like violent video games and stuff like that. And it wasn't really it was it was it was an interesting game because you would type in your commands and it would it would type you through a story right one of those kinds of games you would be able to move your little character around and and uh essentially you're in this post-apocalyptic world and you're you're trying to survive in like a wasteland it's 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 based off of a game called wasteland as well which i think is the basically those are like the original games where like fallout was based off of and things like that um and it was was it like graphics or was it just like a text adventure like there wasn't even any visuals there were there were graphics um but they were so crude like we're talking i don't even know eight what whatever's before eight bit if there's such a thing like it was like it was absolutely brutal but you know it was like what i mean by it wasn't really suitable for kids i must have been seven seven or eight years old at the time and you're using an uzi and you know you can choose to like bust a full clip through a through a crowd of clowns or whatever <laughs> like it's just uh, there's a whole bunch of uh strange monsters and people and stuff like that that try to try to kill you and you have to kind of get through that sounds pretty pretty neat i'll have to look into that um what about uh games now like you said uh what what are you playing now i guess a lot of single players you're mentioning yeah yeah i'm mostly mostly playing single players i've been playing a lot of uh magic arena um which is just magic the gathering their new online platform um and i found that it's it's one of the easiest games for me to play because it's very stop and go style as well it's very similar to hearthstone in that sense like you can just hop in do a quick draft um play through a couple games play one game stop come back to it if you have to do something whatever (laughs) Um, so that's been taking up a good chunk of my time for sure. Nice. Is there uh, any games that you're looking forward to? I have thought about getting the PlayStation five. Um, oh, okay. Is there a game that's pulling you to that system first? Um, yeah, I mean the horizon series, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, like I, I've ever played horizon zero dawn. Uh, I haven't. I have a PS uh, PS4, and I've never played it. I've heard it's a great oh, game. Fantastic game. Um, that that is definitely on one of my uh, top top tier games that I want to I want to try out. Is the new one that's coming out. Um, and The Last of Us was was great. Like the 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 first one that came out, and I've heard really really fantastic things about the second one. So. Interesting, because I was actually going to say the opposite. I've actually heard bad, like um, that is one of the best games of all time for people. Number one, but number two, I've heard a lot of criticism. Oh yeah, so but I not to deter I, you I, I at all. I have anecdotal evidence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to deter brothers. you at all. I mean, it's probably one of those things that people, you know, love or hate, and people yeah. are so easy to criticize nowadays. Um, the most interesting thing I always find, especially for single players, like console games for gamers, like a lot of people will complain, like, oh my God, I can't believe I spent $60 on this AAA game, uh, which game right. prices are going up. But I also you know, think about, I'm like, you know, the cartridge for like Donkey Kong was like 50, 60 bucks, right? And like, if you t- take into account <laughs> yeah. inflation, like games should be like over $100 easily. Right. But people don't 
you know, take that into consideration. Anything well, about just minimum wage changes, right? Like I think I was, so when I started working, you know, you're like six bucks an hour at Tim Hortons in high school. Exactly. Now it's, you know, double, easily double that. Right. Yeah. You're making minimum 15, 16 bucks an hour. Yeah, exactly. So pretty generic question, I guess, but why do you keep playing games? Like, is there a core reason that kind of brings you back to playing? I, yeah, that's a hard, it's a difficult question to answer. I think, I think part of it is just that it's been a part of my life for so long. Um, and it's, it's something that I really enjoyed doing. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it's somewhat selfish in a sense that, you know, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And it's something that, you know, for example, if I'm playing magic uh, online, it's, it's just something of my own. You know what I mean? I, and I think that's pretty important to have uh, as far as balance goes when you're with, with lifestyle, when you've got, especially when you've got kids uh, and a family to, to uh, take care of and, and be a part of, um, you know, you have to take care of yourself and give yourself some time. And, and I think that's really important for mental health and, and things like that. Um, video games have always been uh, a good connection point for between me and my brothers as well. So it's, it always gives us something to talk about and it's an easy, um, an easy way to connect. I've got a really good friend down in Toronto who um, we also, we play magic together as well. And that's uh, again, I, I think it's, it's good for platforming. It's good for socializing. It's good for a multitude of different things other than just pure entertainment. Right. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna. So, do you? I mean, it's two questions I kind of had for you out of that uh, whole spiel there. So, like, one was, do you still game with your brothers to keep in touch, or is it more uh, just talking been... about what's what's cool and what's fun and check this out more so than like let's play together? Yeah, it's been it's been a while actually since we've played uh, since we played together. Um, mostly because of the just the difference in platforms that we've that we've kind of veered off between, um, and and I think. The, my one brother, uh, the next oldest for me, he recently had a kid as well, just about six months after Jordan. And um, so that's that's also thrown a wrench into things for, for that dynamic because since we both have kids, they're both on different schedules and, you know, how crazy that can get. So um, finding the time to actually game together is, is difficult to begin with. And then my oldest brother, um, who I probably have played the most video games with um he uh he got really into pc gaming and i kind of veered towards the simplistic console gaming because for uh ease of use and and timing and stuff like that and i couldn't you know keeping up with a new pc and stuff like that was you know when the budget gets tight it's a little bit difficult to do for sure and i mean the thing i'm finding um which is always an interesting for me is like I don't know about you, but for me, we're one of the only friends that have kids. Obviously, we've made new friends that have kids <laughs> yeah. now. Um, so I still, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I still play games like World of Warcraft. So it's always been a challenge trying to keep up with, like, my friends that don't have, um, you know, wives or not even married or, you know, uh, no kids. Because then no, I basically possible, end really. up, I mean, <laughs> I normally make it work, but it's normally at the expense of, like, you know, uh, not sleeping and you know just pushing really hard right. to make it happen like even when classic wow came out i actually like kept kept up and got max level and like rated and everything and, and that game 
um, has can have up to like like talk about ten days plate to get max level just alone. So that's two hundred forty hours. <laughs> and yeah, it was funny. Yeah, actually, it's a funny story. I remember even like I was like level fifty something, and then my friends like, okay, our guild leader said that you could become one of the hunters in our raiding guild. You just need to get you know sixty by the next reset, which is Tuesday. And I think they told me this on like <laughs> Thursday. And then I like calculate. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll make it work. And then I just like a sacrifice, like I said, sleep, no. playing every minute, like on nap or whatever to make it work. But anyways, right. that's a long kind of spiel of me saying why I guess I'm finding uh, PC gaming challenging, especially the games like WoW. And I'm kind of rotating more towards the casual, like pick up and play like ARPGs, like, you know, Path of right. Exile or, or what have you. Um, and the other question I guess I had just out of curiosity because I've always been curious is, you know, I've liked gaming because it's like my own thing. And like, like you said, I think it's important for a relationship to kind of both you and your wife have like your own kind of thing. So have you, I guess, is, has there ever been an issue or like it's kind of like either you want to play or she wants to play or like it's kind of like <laughs> overlapping things and you don't kind of have that break? Um, I, I would say it's it's been an issue like I, I mean there there of course have been times when uh i've overplayed and uh and i think that's <laughs> i think that's part of the course for any for any gamer uh you lose track of time you lose track of actually how many hours you have spent over the even if it's over the course of a, a couple days or you know you get two or three days off and you play a couple hours well that's three three or four hours you know you've eaten up for four hours of time that you could have spent doing other things with family doing whatever um yeah so that's sure. that's certainly come up for sure um but <laughs> i think i think for the most part we're we're really good um and again i it really does help that rebecca enjoys gaming as well so she her and her sister emma will play animal crossings um you know once or twice uh once or twice a week on evenings and that's just a solid time where, you know, she can throw on the switch and she can just play video games with her sister for, for an hour or two hours, um, which, awesome. which then frees up time for me to play my video <laughs> games and do whatever. Right. Like, so yeah, it, it works sure. out really well in that sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Julianne, she uh, is big into scrapbooking. Um, so she always says jokingly, like my video games, which I do more frequently than she, she scrapbooks, but like my video games are like her <laughs> scrapbooking in regards to yeah. like when she says, okay, I'm just going to finish this page. Give me like 10 minutes. Like she comes back, she's done like an hour later. And I'm right, very much like right. that. Where I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to quickly finish this in 10 minutes. And then I come upstairs like 30 minutes later and she's like, dinner's cold. Coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you, I, I know she's, uh, I guess only two and I don't know how you guys are in screen time. Is, has Jordan watched you play games at all? Like, is it something that intrigues her or you kind of keep it away from that for now? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we we try to limit the the screen time altogether for her. Like, she does. I'd be completely lying if I said that she hasn't actually watched me play a few games of Magic here or there. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we definitely try to try to limit her screen time. Um, she occasionally gets the chance to watch Rebecca and Emma play Animal Crossing, which she really enjoys, and she's obviously really into it the the fact that she does have very limited screen time means that when there is a screen on it's like laser beam attention <laughs> um which is nice and i don't know it, she, she's at a very she's at that age right now right where 
attention is everything. So it's, it gets very, it's, it's tough. It's a tough spot for, for a parent to, to be in when you want to do something for yourself. Um, but you know that it may or may not be detrimental to your kid. So you kind of have to find that balance. Whether it's gaming or, or any hobby for that matter, right? Because obviously I think sometimes gaming's looked at as like, you know, a waste of time, but whatever, even if your pastime is watching NFL or, or what have you. Um, the one thing that another father said to me, which was interesting, was basically just as, as much as you could look at it as like, you know, it's time that you could have been spending with your wife or, or your, you know, your kids. And it's kind of a waste of time. It's he says, no, it's really allowing me to be present and be the best me. Right. Like that's my reset. Um, so it allows me to kind of unwind. So when I am you know, with them, I'm like 100 percent recharged, and 100 percent present. So as you said, like because you won't be. Um, Jordan hasn't kind of watched you game yet or got into gaming herself. Um, do you have any just proud daddy moments or cool stories about her that you'd want to share that over the last <laughs> two years? I felt like the opposite of a proud daddy moment. Oh, that's my funny story will be good too. <laughs> if, if you're okay yeah. to publicly share it, that's do it. Oh, no, it's not, it's not that bad. It's one of the, it's so uh, like, like I was saying, like Jordan is right at that age where she just, she craves attention and she really wants wants 100 percent of, of what you can give when she's in her playtime and when she's you know not focused on doing whatever and uh i knew at one point that i was i had played a, a few too many rounds of magic while you know quote unquote watching jordan um and i knew that when she just walked over to <laughs> to the couch and just started closing my laptop slowly as I'm playing the game, she's literally just pushing it down with her hand and just staring me in the face. Like, like while you were like, playing? Literally while I'm playing the game. And I'm like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> Did she say stop? <laughs> yeah, she she was just like, she couldn't even really speak at that point. She's just, she's just like staring me dead in the eyes and just pushing the laptop closed. And I'm like, okay, fair enough, kid. Yeah. She's point, like, point well you, know what I, you know what I'm saying without words. Yeah, exactly. Bring out, bring out the storybooks. That's fine. Do you have any, I guess, tips uh, for other dads uh, when it comes to being a gamer, like how to kind of squeeze those hours in, but still kind of, you know, be a present and responsible father and husband? Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of what I've, what I've learned and what I've kind of uh, read about as well is that quality, it's not just the time that you spend with your kids it's about the quality of the time that you spend with your kids so if you if you can give your your kid a good solid however long 15 20 30 minutes of 100 your attention and just and just be present with them they are way more receptive to being uh to being independent with their own play um, because they know that they've got your attention for that amount of time and they know that they can rely on on getting that um, which which actually benefits you in the long run because it gives it frees you up for more time and less less amount of that clingy behavior where there's no uh you know there's a hundred percent of of your attention having to go towards towards the child and and i i don't think it's i don't think it's a good idea to (laughs) i'm not i'm not advocating ignoring your child or anything like that to play video games I just, I just think that it's, it's important to, to find that balance, right? I'm a big advocate for, for finding balance with when it, when it comes to anything, whether that's work, gaming, being a, being a father, eating, whatever, whatever it is. And if you can find that and find that you are 
giving that quality that quality time to your kid I think that you're you're going to be just fine um and you know what take take that time take that hour take the that two hours after they go into bed to just say you know what I need I need this time for me because your mental health is is super important too and like you were saying before if you can take that time for yourself and then be 100% present later all I'm all for that man like that's that's what it's about right yeah for sure as I think that's great advice um do you have any other uh I guess advice uh you know you'd want any other fathers to know that you didn't know whether it be related to whatever eating sleeping anything else uh sleep is everything man I I guess listening to you you say how you would like play wow and like sacrifice your sleep I'm like oh there's no not a not a chance in the world for me man I I can't function if I don't sleep (laughs) and uh you know what Jordan's been an amazing sleeper uh which is like helped an incredible amount but uh for me sleep is like it's it's right up there with food and water (laughs) yeah for sure um so for jordan being a good sleeper is there something specifically you guys did like sleep training or whatever or was she just naturally like a good sleeper and you didn't really have to try hard i think it was a little bit of both i mean we did do we did do some sleep training when she turned i think just after six months maybe it was seven months old um we started doing some sleep training there and, and she she caught on very very quickly she was already on the on a good night cycle so it's not like it was it was really hard to get her switched over because i've heard it's it can be a nightmare doing the opposite if they're if they're stuck on a, on a day sleep schedule but yeah she was for the most part a very easy sleeper so uh we sacrificed her nap time during the days so not that we sacrificed she just didn't really nap during the day very well uh but she would sleep for 12 hours a night which is like i'll take that any day you know <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like uh, our our daughter right now. She's she's great at night, uh, but the naps are are always a struggle. When it comes to uh, sleeping, um, like sleep training, did you do a specific method or? Um, yeah, we had. I think we had. <laughs> we we must have had two or three books slash PDFs up that we we kind of borrowed uh, what we thought was you know, in line with what we kind of wanted to do and what we thought might be the most effective and, um, uh, I guess, ethical methods of how you could do it. Um, because we've heard multiple different versions of how you can sleep train from just complete ignoring till they finally fall asleep to, you know, going in every, on, on increments of time while they're crying to, to let them know, to reassure them that you're, that you're there. And I think we did a little bit of a little bit of both. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a huge struggle for us, thankfully, because Jordan was such a good sleeper to begin with. But I, I do remember there being a couple of weeks there where it was looking at a PDF every night. Okay, what are, what should we be doing? Is there anything that we can be doing right now that's different from <laughs> to help her go to sleep? But yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's great. I mean, yeah, I've heard of all those, Ferber, Extinction, all the different methods that you're talking about there. Uh, we, we definitely did some reading and yeah, I, I think in the end day, you got to do what's best for, you know, whatever you think is best for you and every parent's going to have a different opinion. And I think people need to like, not worry about what others think and just kind of do what they think is right. Uh, but I do think it's great that what you did and what we did as well to kind of do a bit of research, you know, what, what the, I guess, professionals or specialists are kind of saying. Uh, but like I said, I think it's key to note that you know there's no right answer and no one still knows the right answer otherwise everyone would do the same thing because it'd be the most efficient way for, sure. work for every kid 
but again, absolutely. like I said, it's funny. I, I have a couple of friends and I was talking to once and uh, I think none of them had kids at the time, um, even including us. I believe Julianne might've been pregnant, but we we're talking about once uh, we went to a cottage and I brought a parenting book and I was reading it, you know, here and there while we were at the cottage. And one of my friends right. was like, well, why are you reading that? Like, just do whatever you want. Like, you know, it's their baby, you'll figure it out kind of thing. And I remember it's funny. I looked at him and I said, like, I don't get it. Like, it's, I said, you know, we'll, we're, in our old younger years, we would research for, you know, a dozen hours about what sword to min-max in a video game. Yet we don't <laughs> think that it would be worth that same dozen hours for how to raise a human being. But exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like you read a 300 page book and then, you know, take five pages out of it. You know, you don't have to, you know, go by these schedules like you're saying you guys could make a judgment call anyways I think, interesting. I think that's a big part of it right like it's exactly what, what you're saying you don't have to take everything that you read word for word you know the, just because this person's a quote-unquote expert in their field and writing on whatever it is doesn't mean that it's necessarily the best thing that's for your kid in your situation right so it's uh and even reading something doing, could be the opposite it could be like i read that and now i know i don't want to do that right but at least i know that there's another option out there that's so it works for some i just i don't agree with it for sure and i'm i'm a i'm a huge advocate for for research and and trying to uh you know go with what's what's best studied out there and when even when it comes to you know crib training and things like that we've been we've followed pretty closely to the uh to the pediatric guidelines of you know how to have a safe crib less toys, no pillows before a certain age, that kind of thing, whatever. And I can totally see how some people think it's cruel because you, you have your kid in there with a pillow. Like, what are you doing? But, you know, there's uh, there's research to show that it's just safer. So for sure. And I, I'm sure you've dealt with it just like everyone has. And we have <laughs> like from hearing it from the, you know, grandparents some of your guys' parents being like, you know, well, that didn't matter in our days. And you guys turned out fine. Like, so give them their stuffy <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah, it's Again, totally like said, it's, a generational I wouldn't judge thing. someone for it, but it's like, you know, there's a reason why these regulations have changed. And yeah, it's probably mostly because of just the internet and globalization and like being able to like know the knowledge now. And I'm sure it doesn't take more than a few kids to unfortunately pass for a regulation to change because, you know, solid right. bumpers cause a few deaths. So let's say that they're not recommended anymore. So, I mean, statistically unlikely you probably can go by the old school way and your kid's going to be fine but i don't know it's like you know as a parent how much your kids mean to you right so if you can do something even to help them you know point zero zero one percent you know you're, you're gonna do it exactly and you know what i think i think this is partly where from a bit of my medical background it's just like i i can't bring myself knowingly doing doing something against research against like peer-reviewed clinical research that shows that this is safer to do for your child just on the pure fact that if something did happen <laughs> i would i would just be mortified for myself um, yeah for and sure. i think that's i don't think that's uncommon for a lot of parents so, but so like you said i i don't hold it against anybody else who whatever methods that they choose is, is totally up to them i mean it's, it's your it's your individual choice and in, in, in the end and uh you know, I think that uh, a level of respect is certainly um, certainly needed for all of these things. All right. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you specific you want to talk about or share with the audience? Or I think that's about it, man. Cool. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate your time. time. I really, it's great. I mean, I think it must be a, a blessing, in my opinion, for you to be a paramedic and kind of have that background and, and, and training because. 
uh, especially for the first kid, because I know for us, we, we, we got a bit nutty on the, you know, you're watching them breathe. You're like, is that a normal noise? You know, oh, is this temperature okay? So I think it <laughs> there's, there's a certain great. amount of comfort that I find that I have found through, uh, through my job. But I'll tell you that it's funny that you should say that because when it comes to your own kid, it's like, it, it's, it's completely different when it's when it's your own family it's a strangest kid you're like he's fine just give him some sleep and some liquids (laughs) (laughs) i mean to a certain extent like i'm definitely a lot more relaxed about very specific things and and things that are very you know because i'm because of my training and emergencies i think it's it it lends to a certain level headedness when something serious does happen but um it also kind of numbs me out to a lot of the a lot of the less less serious things which can be good and bad i think so <laughs> all right well thanks again for your time paul it was uh, great talking to you and yeah i appreciate it yeah thanks a lot man